Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time of the day it is that you're joining us. Uh, this is the Tulsa World Scene um, video chat slash Zoom meeting slash podcast slash um, anyway. Um, and we want to welcome you all here. I'm with uh, the lovely and talented Jimmy Trammell, um, master of all things popular culture. And the lovelier and talented uh, Grace Wood, who uh, is our uh, dedicated homebody and uh, rock and roll queen. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> did you agree to these titles, Grace? I mean, I don't know. I did not, but I'm down. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, um, Let's let, let, let's let's start off with you, Jimmy. I believe you have a question for I believe you have a question for the class. I, I do. I'm going to lead into the question first, and then I have a Friday story about uh, Barry Williams, the actor who played Greg Brady, the oldest brother on the Brady Bunch. He's coming to town Mother's Day weekend to perform on the lawn with his band, uh, a music set, May seventh, May eighth. Barry Williams at the Outsiders House Museum lawn. Uh, he'll play some retro music and that sort of thing. And we, we'd done a story previously on his wife, who is from Tulsa, uh, Tina Mahina Williams. But uh, in honor of uh, him coming to town, give me a couple of you guys' all-time favorite sitcoms. James or Grace, you want to go first? Hit me with your, a couple, one or two of your favorite sitcoms of all time and why. Ladies first. Ooh, okay. Um, thinking about it, I think my all-time favorite sitcoms would have to be Friends and um, probably New Girl. I don't know if you guys, have you guys seen that one? Friends, yes. New Girl, I haven't seen a lot of. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of newer, but I really love both of those because I kind of love just the trope or dynamic of like the dysfunctional friend group, like it's always something I really enjoy watching. So, and I think you can always find little things in each character to kind of relate to. So yeah, I think those are probably my favorite. Okay. I have not, I, 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 I may be one of the, the few people on the face of the earth who has not seen an entire episode of Friends. That's crazy. They're only like 20 minutes. <laughs> There's like 20,000 of them. Didn't it run for two decades? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. We're going to have to do the clockwork orange thing and, and sit you in a chair and pry your eyeballs open to watch an episode. <laughs> well, I, I can, I, I, I can confidently say that, that um, I, 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 I'll name three. Okay. Um, one that I know almost everyone has seen. One that more people may know because of later variations on it and one that probably nobody knows but the one that everybody knows would probably be mash that was that became a ritual i don't remember watching it much in its original run but when uh one of the tv stations in oklahoma city that was what they put on after the evening news and so it became kind of a ritual in, in dorms to gather at 10.35 to watch that episode of MASH. Um, I do remember watching the final episode live because uh, that was the big deal. The one that most people know in, in other versions is um, 
Oh. It was, was, is the naked gun. Ah, police uh, squad. Police squad. That's, I was trying to think of what it was. I, I knew it wasn't felony squad because that was what it was based on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, police squad. It was, I think it ran six episodes. Yeah, not very long. And it was, it was hilarious. It was, uh, uh, yeah, just, just absolute bizarre and funny and then the one that probably nobody has seen at least i doubt either of you have seen is corner gas yeah grace and i are both shaking our heads for the people who are only listening not surprised <laughs> not surprised this is a canadian show that in the, in the early 2000s um, I believe it was WGN, the Chicago Superstation, started running it. And I chanced upon an episode and was immediately hooked. It's set in a uh, tiny town in the middle of Saskatchewan, which is uh, as flat as a you know tabletop. And the main character is a... Uh, comic book obsessed owner of the only gas station in town and it's just it's just a sweet funny i i describe it as it's a canadian seinfeld hmm. really it's that it's not really about anything there are no uh the characters don't change much over time nobody learns any lessons there are no very special episodes um it's just clever funny believable people and it's it's if you can you can probably find it on online somewhere it really is worth checking out it's it, it's a sweet show and i wish it uh i wish it was more accessible i as somebody who has the entire set on the entire uh, thing on dvd so it's it's worth that, checking out. That's a great barometer for is something your favorite TV series of all time is do I like it well enough to own it? Uh, granted, for streaming generation, not so much because you, uh, you don't go buy it. But uh, I was thinking as you were talking, like which which sitcoms do I love well enough that I bought the entire season on DVD? That would be for me WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh yeah, uh, which sounds. Uh, which I love back in the day, still love. And there's so many sit great sitcoms, though, you know, dating to uh, Andy Griffith and uh, Lucy and more currently Seinfeld. But I'm currently binging with my son, uh, Malcolm in the Middle from the 1990s. Okay. And I think it's really underrated and really clever and highly recommend it. That looks like one that Grace knows about. Oh, goody. Okay. <laughs> Look at me. Yeah, I love Malcolm in the Middle. It's so funny. Well, and then there then there's shows like Frasier, you know, where 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 you know, even if you don't want their lives, you wish you could talk like they do and be that fast and that quick about things. But uh ah well. Well, um, so um Greg Brady is is gonna be live and in person at the outsider's house. Isn't that kind of a social thing? I mean, wouldn't he be in? That that was a question is, are you a greaser or are you a social? And he does oh. answer that in my Friday story. All which right. Which well, identifies with. Well, all, all, all I can say is lock up your grandmothers. 
Uh, if they find out that uh, Greg Brady's going to be in town, um, <laughs> oh no, that's I I I I kid because I love I I spent many years watching uh, the Brady Bunch and and its popularity is nothing to sneeze at, which brings us to something that Grace is working on. <laughs> I love the transitions. Um, we do what we can. We do yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you guys are anything like me, then you're probably experiencing some allergy symptoms of some sort right now, um, because we are in the thick of allergy season here in Tulsa and pollen levels from trees and grass are really rising quite a bit. So my story for this Saturday is all about allergens and how to kind of prevent them from coming into your home and how to manage them if they do come into your home um, so they don't cause you too many problems. Um, so I talked to two allergists here in Tulsa and one of them told me a tip that I thought was interesting. Um, she talked about how a great deal of the allergens like pollen that end up in our homes are actually transmitted via our eyebrows and eyelashes. Um, and that's sort of how we carry it inside, which I didn't really know or really, I haven't really thought about that before. Um, so one tip that she shared with me is she recommends showering every night before bed and carefully scrubbing your eyebrows and eyelashes with baby shampoo. And that way the pollen won't fall on your pillowcase and kind of irritate you um, even more like throughout the night. Um, so yeah, I'll have some more tips, um, for how to beat allergens in my story that comes out Saturday. So make sure to go check that out. Not to go back to sitcoms, but based on Grace's information, Eugene Levy must be the greatest carrier of allergens <laughs> in the history of my life. So true. Very true. And his son, Dan, he has the same eyebrows. I just, I, I just imagine, you know, you know, smashing your face into, you know, a, a branch full of, you know, Bradford pear or something. It just, how very unusual. I, I don't know if you asked this, but we've had such a roller coaster thing of temperatures. You know, it'll be spring for two days and then, you know, winter for a day and then spring for three and then winter for four. Has that cycle maybe, did they say anything about that? making it allergies more aggressive this year because they're constantly starting up again or yeah well one thing that we did kind of talk about was how just this spring in general has been a lot colder um we've had a lot more cold days than we usually do so that's kind of actually delayed the peak of the allergy season so we're actually not even at the peak yet so it's kind of been um, slowly building and just the cold weather has kind of um, caused things to not go quite into full bloom yet. But I think as we kind of reach some more consistently warm temperatures coming up in the next couple of weeks, they're going to get a lot crazier when it comes to the allergens. At least that's kind of what we talked about in our interviews. So um, I think coming up, yeah, it's going to get a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> not good. Um, but yeah. As, you, as she looks out the window to see the pollens gathering on the, on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's swirling around. <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. Well, let me ask you all a question. Um, if and when you all go out to breakfast, what is your go-to order? 
or do you go out to breakfast all that often? I do. Uh, well, I don't go often, but when I do, I always try to get something that I know that I couldn't make at home. So, well, yeah, like I won't really usually go for like an omelet or like pancakes or something because I could probably figure that out by myself at home. So usually I'll do like an eggs Benedict or something that's a little bit more involved that I wouldn't want to, you know, make for myself. How about you, Jimmy? Roofing off of that, I try to order something that I cannot duplicate at home. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's a lot of stuff. But uh, uh, so typically I'll go with it like a nice big omelet with everything because there's no way I'm going to make that at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the reason I ask is our, 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 our food review this week is a place called Hatch Early Mood Food. Um, it is um, the first Tulsa uh, location for, um, it's, a, it's a company out of Oklahoma City, uh, and they have two of, two, two of these in Oklahoma City, and this is the first one. It's in Jinx uh, on, on, on Riverfront Drive in the new building, and, um, and, and if, 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 uh, if, if Eggs Benedict is, is, is what you're interested in, they do six different types. Um, and, uh, they, and when we went there, we did a special, which was, they called it the Belgian, Belgium Benny, which was Belgian waffle, poached eggs, sausage, and a maple hollandaise sauce. Wow. Um, that was actually surprisingly very good. Um, but if you are also into, uh, omelets they have four and if you like pancakes they have 12 different types so and this will probably include some that you wouldn't think about making at home but they're there um including one i believe that is made in the shape of the state of oklahoma so look for that uh, uh wednesday in the tulsa world and online at tulsaworld.com um we talked, uh, or we mentioned last, uh, maybe last week or a couple of weeks ago, about um, the music scene in Stillwater, and that there were all these little practice places and, that had weird names, and that's going to that's going that's going to end up being kind of front and center for something that Stillwater is is doing, or is trying to start up now. Isn't that, yeah. is that right, Jimmy? I don't know how well known this is, but how many cities can say they were the birth of a genre? I mean, Stillwater is the birthplace of red dirt music. And if you were to say, hey, what's red dirt music? Don't look for the answer for me because John Cooper from the Red Dirt Rangers, he's not quite sure what it is either. And the name is in their band, but it's a thing. And it's a whole uh, community and the scene and everything else. Uh, and Stillwater, is has recruited John Cooper, Red Dirt Rangers, to be a part of an, an incentive plan to bring remote workers to Stillwater. Remote workers, you can work anywhere in the country. You don't have to go in the office. You can uh, choose whichever town in the world you want to work in. And Stillwater is trying to recruit those kind of people. And part of the pitch is if you come to Stillwater, part of the incentive package is John Cooper from the Red Dirt Rangers will take you all over town to these neat little places where Red Dirt music was born. And there's some other music components as well, in addition to Red Dirt. But it was really fun and interesting to go with John Cooper on this tour of Red Dirt and Stillwater. And uh, 
readers can go along on the tour also in Sunday's Tulsa World. Yeah, uh, it, it, it is an interesting thing because it's 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 uh, you know it's one of those things you kind of know it when you hear it, but if you were trying to say what it includes, you know, it's obviously a mix of country and rock and and other other influences. Um, I think I think probably elsewhere in the country they might refer to it as Americana. Uh, but uh, but it's a distinctive distinctive Oklahoma thing. So well that's that hopefully that draws people to 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 to, to, to Stillwater. So um, speaking of, of of drawing people in the uh, Tulsa Opera is going to be putting on uh, April 29th and May 1 a production of uh, Richard Strauss's Salome um, that is going to be an, what they are describing as an immersive experience. Uh, it's a one-act opera. It takes about 90 minutes or so to do. And it uh, is a uh, there's the, the it's, it, it's based on the biblical story of John the Baptist being beheaded and um, they anyway it's it when it was uh, our first uh, presented it was banned for its um, content for a while um, this is going to be apparently very different for anything Tulsa Opera has done um, and it is bringing in all kinds of different elements since the uh, story centers around the birthday party for a king. Uh, there's going to be all kinds of spectacle going on from a uh, classical Indian dance company to um, medieval reenactors engaging in sword fights, just all kinds of, and then on top of that, there's this very contemporary uh, dark drama of uh, obsession uh, going along. So it, it's going, that, 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 that's coming up, uh, as I say, April 29 and May, May 1. And if you're not into that, um, Theater Tulsa is doing the a stage musical version of the movie Singing in the Rain. Um, they promise there will be rain. They just not tell us how they're going to do it. But um, that, yeah, when, that's what they're, when that's what the whole thing is centered around, you know, you figure there's got to be rain somewhere. But um, that also opens uh, April 29th and runs through the middle of May. So that. Um, I think that sums up a lot of what we had to talk about. Is there anything uh, anybody needs to add before we sign off? Quick reminder for television viewers, if you watched Alexa, the K-pop artist from Jinx, March 21st in NBC's American Song Contest, she's been waiting on her turn to come back on the show again. She did make the semifinal round, so you can watch Alexa in the semifinals Monday. Got to do the, What day is that? April 25th on NBC. Okay. All right. And uh, for those of you who are into uh, cooking and sort of crime, uh, I still haven't found out when Tulsa's chef, uh, Candace Conley, is going to be on Rat in the Kitchen. Uh, but that's something. It, 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 
even if she's not on it, it is an entertaining show to watch. It's about six chefs in a Atlanta mansion being tested on cooking things. And one of the six is a saboteur and they have to figure out who it is. And it's, 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 it's inter- for, for what it is, it's quite entertaining. So it's another, that's on TBS. So, well, uh, we want to thank you all for putting up with us for another uh, half hour or so of, 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 of banter and blather. Um, on behalf of my colleagues, Grace Wood and Jimmy Trammell, it's goodbye and we'll gladly see you later. Bye. Yay.